Well, today we continue and we close our message series, Oikeos. Um, and so for one last time, I want to read the central passage with you. Some of you are still high-fiving, and that's great. I love it. Okay. Uh, so we're going to read it together for one last time. So can we put it up here on the screen? And on the count of three, let's read it. Consequently, how about we count to three? How about that? One, two, three. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of His households. So today we continue on and we also close our series. You see, when I look at this passage, I think this is us. In, in every facet of the way, this, this is us. This is our church. This is what God is doing See, we each have this story as believers in Christ Jesus. We were not a part of the household at one point. And then we made a decision to follow Jesus, to believe in God, and that he sent his son Jesus, and that automatically entered us into the household. Right? We, we gained brothers and sisters when we made the decision. We became part of something bigger than ourselves when we made the decision. Now it's understanding how it works within the household, what we're called to do together, how we were to serve each other, to treat each other, to come alongside each other, be generous together, to worship God together. And it's been amazing. And I know there's several testimonies. And I'd like to take some time soon to give some testimonies about what we've been talking about and how it's affected because now we can see each other differently. Listen, let's take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word as we get into this last part of the series God, I pray that you would just minister to us, Lord. Help us to understand, Lord, how, how, how we are to treat each other, to love each other, to work together, to serve together. God, this is our family, the family that you have called us to, God, that we would find the most blessing, the most provision, God, the most strength, the most peace with our family. And so, Father, may your word come alive and speak to us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. And so um, to get started with this part, I actually need two volunteers. So can I get two volunteers? Anybody? Um, I, I, maybe an older person and a younger person. Um, you know, okay, you're the older one and you're the younger one. That, that works, okay? <laughs> that works. Why don't you both come up here? And so I, I'm going to ask you both um, uh, one question each, okay? Just one, okay? Now, um, this first question is, well, it's, it's very deep and theological and it's just it's so you let me ask you this considering all the pages of the bible all right are you ready for this question all right uh yeah all 66 books that are in the bible considering everything that's ever been written in the bible no but just uh how do you like to be treated nice and good yeah that's very and, theological. And with that's love. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Excellent. Excellent. Now, um, let me ask you this question. How would you like your kids to treat each other? With respect. With respect. Honor. Yeah. Honor. Loyalty. Loyalty. Yeah. That's great, right? Could we give them a round of applause? Yeah. All right. Because you guys came up here, here, here's two gift cards. Yeah. Oh, you take one, you take one. Yeah. One. There you go. All right. I don't always give away gift cards, but I have them in here in my pocket. I said, hey, why not? I don't know if I'll do that again, but we'll see. 
I'm, I'm going to leave that there for right now. <laughs> we all like to be treated well, right? We all like to be given respect. We all like to be considered, right? We all like to be appreciated. Who doesn't like to be appreciated? Wait, we, we all like to, to, to be treated well and to, 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 if somebody will think about us, somebody will value us, somebody will see us for who we are. Maybe not for the mistakes we've made or, or what our past says about us or, 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 or whatever's happened in our life, but we want to be seen for who we are. And we want to be appreciated that way. And we want to be treated well. We want to be loved. See, right now, one of the lessons that I'm teaching my son are the details of really what it means to treat, treat others well, but at the same time to, to, to be a gentleman, to treat ladies well. You know, and, and, and hey, ladies, can we all use a little more gentlemen in the world? A amen. Amen. And so, you know, why was I teaching him this particular message? Listen, there's a whole lot that comes with being a gentleman. There's, there's not just one thing, but the other day we were, you know, as a family, we were all going out and we walked into this place and he's the first one to walk through. And so he, he goes in, he opens the door and just walks right through and the door hits his sisters in the face right behind him. And so, uh, you know, he doesn't think anything of it. And I ask him, son, like, hey, did you see what happened there? He said, no. <laughs> you know, he's not thinking anything. And I said, well, son, you know, let's, let, 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 let's talk about this a little bit. And so I'm saying, hey, son, you know, this is what a, a gentleman does, and this is how it, how it looks. And I said, listen, we're going to go to another store. And what I want you to do is I want you to go just a few steps ahead of us, and I want you to open the door, and I want you to watch your sisters and your mom walk through and so we went to that particular place, and he went ahead, and he did it, and he watched them walk through, and there was two doors. There was one door and then another door, and so I, I went and held the second door while he held the first door. And so he's watching his sisters and his mom walk through, and then, and then, and then I'm holding the other one, so he's watching me let them through, and I'm trying to give him this example of what it's like to treat others well. Of, of what it's like to be a gentleman. Listen, it, it, pouring in and teaching, giving an example of what it's supposed to look like. See, see, we need more people who will care about each other. More people who will consider how each other uh, is feeling with different situations. Especially right here in the household. See, how we are looked at and how we are treated is a big deal. Not because how others view us defines us in no way, but because God cares how we treat each other. God cares how we treat each other, especially right here. Right here. You know, do we lie about each other? Do we gossip about each other? Do we say, well, I guess they deserved that? No, no. You see, today we are going to take a look at a passage that really sets the standard on how we should treat others. And Jesus is speaking to a religious leader who's an expert in the law. And this expert in the law is asking this question more so, trying to trap Jesus. And that's always a bad idea. But Jesus uses this question to really teach us all something. So thank you, religious leader uh, an expert in the law because Jesus gave us a whole huge lesson that's really good because it sets the standard on how we are to treat each other. 
And so we're going to be looking at the book of Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37, and you can follow along in your message notes, the app, or, um, you know, just read here with us on the screen. Um, But this passage is known as um, the parable of the Good Samaritan, and so we're going to take a look at it here, um, beginning here in verse 25. It says this, on one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He's asking, how do I get to heaven? Verse 26, Jesus tells him, well, what's written in the law? Like, you're the expert in the law, right? So what's what's written in there? And the law is the Bible, right? It's the Old Testament of the Bible. And so this, when you hear the law, this is what he's talking about. He replied, how do you read it? And when he says, how do you read it? He means, how do you understand what it says there? Like, you and I, like, we both know what it says, but how do you understand what it says? Verse 27, he answered, Love the Lord your God with all your hearts, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you'll live. Right? He's asked, what's the question on how to get to heaven? And he tells them this answer that's from the Word, from the Bible, from the Old Testament there. And Jesus tells them, you've answered correctly. Do it and you'll live. But don't you just love people that just want to really justify themselves? Like, you just had a conversation with them, and they just want to, like, let you know that they know something? Well, check out this brother here. He says this in verse 29. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Well, Jesus takes time to break it all down for us here. In verse 30, it says this. In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place where he saw him, pass by on the other side. But a Samaritan, and who's a Samaritan? A Samaritan is somebody who's half Jewish. They weren't considered to have all the full rights. They would worship God, but they invited a lot of other things into the culture. This is this, but a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where he was, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn to take care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii, which was money, which uh, coins, and gave them to the innkeeper. Looking after him, he said, and when I return... I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Verse 36, Jesus is now asking, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hand of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the man who had mercy on him, Jesus told him, go and do likewise. See, Jesus is answering a question that the religious leader, the expert in law is asking. You know, who is my neighbor? How should I treat them? And Jesus gives this parable teaching us all who our neighbor is. And so we see a man who's in need, a man who's half dead on the side of the road, and here comes the, the priest and then the, the Levite, and here, here comes these, these, these folks, and they look and they're like, Woo, okay, <laughs> I hope it works out for you. And then it's the Samaritan who comes and sees him and stops and comes alongside of him. You know, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, the first two guys, they were, maybe they were just too busy. And isn't that us sometimes? 
We just got stuff. Or he figured somebody will help. I mean, somebody's going to help, right? I got to go. Somebody's going to help. Or we tell themselves, you know, they got people. I mean, everyone's got people. They probably, somebody's probably already on their way. You know, somebody's going to do it. But what if God wanted to use the people here to do a miracle in your life? What if God wanted to use you to do a miracle in their life? What if, what if God wanted to, to, to use the people that He's called you to be within the household to do the miracles? And you're praying and you're seeking God and you're asking for this transformation. You're asking for this healing. You're asking for this situation to somehow be worked out. And God wanted to use the people right here to do it. What if that's God's plan? What if that's His strategy? What if those are His intentions? See, what I'm challenging all of us here this morning is in the area of how we treat each other here. It's wonderful to have compassion for people all over the world, and we do. But what God is teaching us through this whole series is how we treat each other here. The identity that we have with the people here. Here, right here. See, pastor, how is my neighbor also in the household? Listen, I want you to see Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do what? To everyone and say especially one more time. To those who are in the household of faith. Especially doesn't mean do more good or do a better type of good to the people in the household. That's not what especially means here in this passage. Especially means here, do good to everyone, but make it a priority to serve your brothers and sisters in the household of the faith. Make it a priority, right? You, you should consider them in the good and the desiring that you want to do and the people that you want to help, especially to those in the household of faith, care about each other, love each other, come alongside each other, speak life into each other, be there for each other. See, you don't have a heart to help everywhere, but then miss the family. Do good to the family, and then together do good to the world. You see, how we treat each other matters. And God says, listen, here are the standards. These are the standards on how to treat each other, but especially to those in the household. Treat them well. well what does that mean? Today we are going to look at the Good Samaritan as a model on how to treat each other. And so just a couple of points that I want to share with you this morning. Um, the first one is this. Number one, don't overlook each other. Have compassion for each other. Don't overlook each other. Have compassion for each other. You know, church generally is a happy, encouraging place where there's a lot of smiles, hugs, and high fives, right? There's, there's a lot of good moments, all real, all genuine, but that doesn't mean that we aren't all facing different situations, right? It doesn't mean that we're all not going through one thing or another. Somebody might be dealing with an issue of raising my kids, and I'm really struggling to raise my kids. I don't know what I'm doing and why it's not working out the way I'd hope it would work out. You know, somebody else is dealing with, with relationship issues and the, the marriage and the situation. or the, It's just, I don't know how to fix this thing. Or, or negative words have been spoken to them, and these negative words, it seems like it's eating at them. 
They, they don't like how they feel about themselves. They don't like what they see in the mirror. Or others, or maybe they're dealing with some finances, financial issues, and it's just tough. They're really struggling, and they're trying, but it's not. It's just they're struggling. Or somebody else is dealing with a medical report. The doctor's given the report, and here's what it is, and it doesn't look good, and they don't know what to do. Or there's that job issue, and some reason, I don't know the way that they're treating me at the job, or I just lost my job, or I can't find another job, or, or the insecurities, or the doubts, or the different things that are going on right now. But it's, hey, how are you? God bless you. Okay, good. All right, we'll see you, man, uh, next week, next Sunday. All right, we'll see you. And, and, and that's it. You know, and, it, and it's the smiles, and it's the hugging, and it's great. But do you know? But there's people in your row right now who are dealing with stuff. And God is wanting to do miracles right here, using the people right here. Sometimes we don't see any of it. Sometimes we're just, you know, we're, we, we're, we're smiling, we're on the move. You know, I got to go. I got to, you know. You know, we, we check in and then we check out. So, you know, I, I got to be here, then I got to be somewhere else. And we don't inquire how people are really, really, really doing. Like, how are you really, really doing? And when I think about the Good Samaritan, I could imagine it was like that. For the guys who were passing by, the guys, the guys, there's got the one guy, he's hurting on the road, and the other guys are just like, oh, sorry, I gotta go. Like, somebody's probably going to go. Like, you got your, oh, you're left half dead on the side of the road. Man, what did you do to deserve that? Oh, man, your marriage is falling apart. What did you deserve to do that? I'm sure he's okay. He'll be okay. And they looked and they saw him and they chose not to have compassion. They chose to go right around but look at the good Samaritan in verse 33. It says this, but a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him, pity on him. He felt for him. He felt compassion for him, for his situation. Yeah. And I'm asking you and challenging you to have compassion for each other within the household of God. Come before the Lord and say, God, show me who can use a kind word. God, I got some kind things to say. Show me who can use a kind word. God, God, God show me who, who I can pray for. Show me, God, may, maybe I don't have a lot to give, give, God, but I can listen to somebody. Show me, God, who just needs somebody for me just to, just to listen, and I'll just be there, and I'll just, I'll just listen. Show me, God, who's, who's going through just some, some struggle in their home, and maybe I, I buy them a gift card or something, and it just helps them with their situation. Show me, God. Who, especially to those in the household of faith. Show me, God. And Jesus models this for us. In Mark chapter 6 and verse 34, it says this, he, Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, right? They'd gone the boat and they've come up to the shore and they've traveled from one side of the lake to the other. And he says this, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. See, he's, he comes and he gets off this boat and he's standing there and he gets to the shore and he, he begins to see the people for who they are. He sees their deeper situation and he didn't walk by. 
you know, it wasn't their plan. They hadn't passed out flyers. Hey, come to the, to the beach of the lake because Jesus is going to be there. Jesus is going to preach the word. Everybody come through, come through. No, that it wasn't this organized event. Jesus already had somewhere to go. Jesus gets off the boat, comes to the shore, and says, he could have been like, hey, disciples, like we got to go. We got some other places we got to be. But the Bible says that Jesus saw them, had compassion on them. And what does it say? It says that he began to teach them the word. He began to teach them the word because he had compassion on them. So he stops, he pauses, and he expresses this love. And he does, he helps meet the need. But it begins because he has this compassion. He could have taken off. He could have went right around, but he chooses not to. You see, before we truly come alongside each other, we need to be able to have compassion for each other. Let it begin there. We are all on the journey. We're all facing battles. And the enemy wants to mess us up. The enemy wants to ruin us. The enemy doesn't want us following God. He doesn't want us in church raising our hands, worshiping the Lord. He doesn't want that. May your heart feel for one another. Amen. Looking at the Good Samaritan, the second way we are to treat each other, the second point is this, follow the feeling of compassion and serve each other. Follow the feeling of compassion and serve each other. As we grow and mature in our faith, we begin to learn what it's like to experience the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will put things on your heart. The Holy Spirit will, will give you a prompting, a leading, and you have a choice. The choice is to follow what he's giving you to do or say, ignore that. Oh, that's weird. I don't know what that is. Is it the pizza I ate last night or what's that? I don't know. Like, uh, that's no, I wouldn't be good in that situation. Probably not me. Somebody else can help that person. And you have a choice. You can either follow what you know God is placing on your heart or you can say, no, some, somebody, somebody else will do that. And as we grow and we develop in our spiritual maturity, we learn to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. We recognize when God is placing someone on our hearts. Maybe it's to get out, to get out of bed and pray in the middle of the night. And I don't know, but this person is in my head. I'm going to get out and I'm just going to begin to pray for them, Lord. Or I, I, I'm going to reach alongside them or I'm going to go to their house and I'm going to go help them or whatever it might be. But it's, it's the follow through parts. See, the good Samaritan could have stopped when he had pity on them. Wow, I feel great compassion. This guy is on the, on, on, on the side of the road. He's half dead. Look, I feel that. He's going through a really tough time. Like, I, I got a feeling. Wow. I feel compassion. But, um, you know, <laughs> Lord, in the name of Jesus, I believe you'll do it. I got to go. And that's it, right? He could have stopped there with the feeling of compassion and just, just, just left it there. See, the Good Samaritan wouldn't be called the Good Samaritan if he just walked right on by. He'd just be the Samaritan. And a lot of times we have that feeling, we have that leading, we have that prompting, but we don't do anything about it. Come on, somebody. They got crickets real quick. But let's take a look at here at verse 34. It says this. When he went to him, 
see what this compassion, this leading, this prompting, it caused him to take action. It led him to do what? Went, go to him. And I, and I want us to see that. I want to see the action behind the compassion that we say we love, but then we show the love. We do the love. It says this, he went to him and he bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey and brought him to an inn and took care of him. He served the man with his own supplies, with his own resources. He helped them. See, God will place people on your hearts. God will allow you to see the need. Be aware of the need and you have a choice. You have a choice on what you're going to do it. Will you be the miracle for somebody? Will you ignore the feeling, ignore the prompting? You see, in the beginning of January, January of this year, January 2022, my family and I, we got COVID for, well, for the first time. And I was like, God, we made it through the whole pandemic. We ain't got COVID once and all of a sudden we get COVID? Okay. <laughs> and so we got COVID and so we were, we were sick and, and some of the people... The folks from the church, they found out that we, we were sick and got COVID, and it was so wonderful. They brought us medicine and food and, and just some things, and, and I walked away just from that time of COVID and being sick and going through that, and maybe many of you experienced that, but I walked away feeling like, I feel amazing. Like, I'm grateful for healing and, and, and God's touch and all of that and all the prayers, but the part that made me feel amazing was the family coming together to meet a need. And, and what God wants me to share with you is understanding this, that I want each of you to feel amazing because your brothers and sisters are loving on you too. Some of, it could be so easy to be trapped in here with our situation, but God wants to help free you and break those chains here with these folks God, them? <laughs> yeah. God with me? Yeah. God wants to do it right here. Find the need. Follow the compassion. Serve each other. The Bible says this in Romans chapter 13, verse 8, and one of the most verses that, like, you got to get and, like, don't ever forget for the rest of your life. Romans chapter 13, verse 8, it says this, Oh, when the Bible says, oh, check this out, check this out, oh, no one anything. Okay, I could work with that. I don't like to owe people stuff, okay, okay. Comma, except to love each other. I want you to think about this perspective for a moment. Oh, no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves has fulfilled the law. The only thing that God wants you to owe each other is to love each other. In other words, this, I owe you love. Think about that for a moment. I owe you love. I don't know, Pastor, you got to earn my love. <laughs> That's not what the Word says. The Word says you owe love. Well, Pastor, I've been through some situations, and listen, the people, they got to work like levels to get to my love, like, the Bible says, don't owe anybody anything except to love one another. It's already yours. I just haven't given it to you yet. It's already yours. I, I, I just haven't delivered it yet. 
Pastor Justin, where's the organ? We got to get like the organ. Like, mm. I was feeling like one of those moments where I was about to go, but I was missing the organ. So no, no, it's okay. <laughs> Owe each other love and follow through with it. Yeah. Owe it to each other. I, I, you don't even have to do anything to deserve it. It just, God says already, just owe it. You start off owing love. Owe each other love. You know, one of the things that I've learned about love is that love is, you know, it's, it's a verb, right? Love is, requires action. It's, it's action. It requires proof. You can't just say that you love. You have to show that you love. I know I've been using a lot of stories, illustrations with my son, but it's been such a special season with me and him and just, you know, kind of growing. So my son is six years old, and I ask him, son, do you love your sister? And this is his, his older son, he says, yeah, daddy, I, I love my sister. I said, son, then why does, um, why, does, why does your sister tell me that when you see her at recess, you run the other way? right? See, you can't say that you love each other, but then run from each other. Oh, I see that sister needs some help. Okay. I see they going through it. So, ooh, hey, could somebody oh, clean up on aisle three? Like, could somebody else like... You can't say that you love each other and then run from each other. I hope you're receiving this this morning. I hope, I, I, and it should be challenging, right? That's that you know it's working. You know the Holy Spirit's here. You know the Word is alive. Well, Pastor, you know um, I have a limit on how close I get to people. Like this, I got like the hard limit, and then there's the limit before that one, and there's a limit. And I just don't like, I don't let people get close, and I don't really get close because I just, I got a limit. Like that's it. And I see they're going through something, but Pastor, but I know that if I get involved, because I just, I, I just got a limit. Well, it sounds like you got a limit on your blessings. Because God is wanting to do the miracle right here, right here. In your life and through your life. God wants to use you, your home, your resources, your gifts, your connections. Pastor, I don't know what I got. You have something. And you'll see the situation. You'll see the need. And you know that you'll be able to be a blessing in that area. Whether it's just a listening voice, a listening ear. Pastor, I wonder if Jesus gives any further example and explanation on this kind of love. I'm glad you asked, because he does. Jesus says this in John chapter 13 and verse 34 to 35. He says this, so now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. And then what does it say with the underline? That's how he wants you to love them. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. That's it. 
How, how do we love each other the way that Jesus did? The way that Jesus loves us all. The way that he comes alongside of us. Listen, listen, we know. Because there's no halos in this place. right? We're all broken. We all need Jesus. I needed him yesterday. I need him today. And guess what? I'm going to need him tomorrow. And the other thing that he's set up is said, you're going to need each other. Serve each other. Love each other. Come alongside each other. Be there for each other. You know, Jesus gives them this command while they're having the Last Supper. And just prior to them sitting down at the table, Jesus welcomes them into the dining hall one at a time. You know, they come in one at a time to come in and, you know, and, and, and the roads are dusty and during this time and they, he just he welcomes them in one at a time and he has a towel around his waist. I got a towel here somewhere in a bowl. Walk carefully here. Yeah, okay, so this is uh, just right here. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Perfect. And the disciples are coming in, and the road is dirty and dusty, and they're coming in. This is the Last Supper. Right after this, Jesus is going to be arrested. After this, after that, he's going to be beaten and eventually crucified, and all of that's going to take place. But before that moment, he welcomes them in, one at a time, and welcomes them in to the dining hall. And as they come in, he has this towel around his waist, he has water, and he begins to get down, and he begins to wash their feet one at a time showing us this great example of servanthood what it like what it looks like to serve and he says just as i have loved you how did he do it you know when we look at this passage in john 13 there's there's levels to the understanding there's the physical and there's the spiritual meaning of what's happening there in john 13 but i, I just want you just to get the very basis of this and i'll take you deeper later on at different times but jesus gets down and he begins to wash their feet giving us this this example and we're all good with examples like i, I need to, i need to know what it looks like so i can do it is there a volunteer this morning that let me wash their feet can i wash somebody's feet I didn't want to prepare somebody because I just, you know, sometimes I just don't like to prayer. I had to call Moises up. He'd go get a pedicure or something, get ready. But <laughs> I just, I just didn't, didn't want to do that. I don't think any of the disciples, they, were ha they had a pedicure. So I didn't want to give you that time. But is there anybody up here? You'll let me come. Brother Leo, can you hand me that stool? And I, and I would call my wife, oh, yeah, he'll wash his wife's feet. Yeah, and that's great, but I want somebody else. I don't want it to be my wife. Uh, you see, that, that's too easy because you can help the people in your family. Right? You, you already can do that. I'm asking you to love the people that show up here that are part of this. So, is there somebody that will come? 
That's right. Thank you. Because hey, nobody else was coming in. This is great. <laughs> it's okay. Jesus gives us this wonderful example. Think about it. In our context in 2022, washing somebody else, this is not your spouse, this is not your child. So now I'm giving you a new command. Love each other just as I have loved you. There's the standard. Let's get to it. Okay, so right there like that. Okay, let's get the other one here and we'll get it. You know, I'm not an expert at this, but I'm getting better. Ah. All right, a little more water. There we go. And then we'll, we'll dry them. Oh, I'm going to make it a mess. Okay. Okay. Is that, is that, is that okay? Mm -hmm. All right. I want you to see the example. Can we give her a round of applause? Now, Pastor, are you going to turn this into a big foot washing session? Everyone's going to wash each other's feet? No. Because the message that I want you to get from this is to serve each other. It's so, you can serve your own tribe, but receive these people as your family. Receive them into your life. Those are the people, yeah, I see them on Sundays, the ones that, yeah, yeah, no. Receive each other as family. Have compassion for each other. And then follow through. So I'm giving you a new command. Love each other just as I have loved you. And then look at, look at verse 35. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you're my disciples. How will they know who you are? By the way that you treat the folks here. So we better start loving on each other. Come alongside each other. Speaking life to each other. Showing up in the moments that are tough and messy and just rough. Showing up in those moments. Not saying, whoop. Being in those moments. We all have two things in common. We're all part of this household and we all carry burdens. Our call is to help each other carry them. Just Galatians 6 2 says, carry, carry each other's burdens and in this way fulfill the law of Christ. So here's the challenge. Number one, begin to pray for your church family right there. Begin to pray. You pray for your needs. You pray for your situation. Begin every day. Lord, bless my church. It's, it's not the building. It's the people. 
Pray for God to help you see how you can be a blessing to the household. God, I want to pray. I want to, God, I pray your blessing over my church right now. God, help me to see how I can be a blessing to the church, to the people. And secondly, follow through. Follow through. Love requires action, proof. If you say it, then show it. Let's take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you, Lord, for your word. God, the way that it speaks to us, the way that it challenges us. We need you, Lord. And we need your love in our life. Help us, God, to treat the household well. To understand that we have a place within the household. We have a place that we belong. If we don't fit anywhere else in the world, we fit here. There's space for us here. There's room for us here. And as I take on the identity as son and daughter, as child, I recognize that I'm not the only child, and I'm called to love my siblings. So, Father, in the mighty and in the precious name of Jesus, bless, strengthen, work, convict, encourage, help us to see each other for who you say we are. We love you, Lord. Let us grow in maturity in these ways.